So when I when I read stuff, I, I like to read nonfiction mostly. You know, a lot of a lot of biblical stuff. Um, a lot, you know, sometimes like biographies, and I like history too. Um, and I read a thing about uh, uh, World War II a while back. Yeah. And you know, I I really came to the realization that the Holocaust was bad. <laughs> So the the Holocaust it, it was pretty bad, and right. I mean really anybody bad. who knows anything about anything knows that like obviously the the brute of the Holocaust well the Holocaust itself was Hitler killing a bunch of Jews. Yep. So Hitler goes out, tries to exterminate all the Jews. It obviously doesn't work, and on the back end of it, you get a Jewish nation, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's also pretty I hilarious mean, that, like, the reaction yeah. to him trying to exterminate them is they get their own sovereign nation. Yeah, that's true. But that brings up the question, kind of. <laughs> kind of. About Our Israel. Seg- hey, a segue is a segue. <laughs> a segue is a segue. That brings up the question of Israel. And there is a lot of, there's not a lot of actual debate, but there is a lot of debate about supporting israel or not supporting israel and coming off of uh the last episode about end times why not just go for the whole nine yards and talk about israel yeah welcome to dummies with wisdom you've got the dummies ben and jj coming at you with wisdom from the bible and beyond this is dummies with wisdom Well, yeah. So after that beautiful segue, I feel like it just sets us up perfectly for this conversation. Um, I like we how you said. Serious it. note down. Has, yeah, that's ser- helpful. <laughs> Seri- yeah, we like to get the serious stuff out of the way, and then we can just go have fun. So, so the question is: Should we, as Christians, support Israel? And there's a biblical aspect to that. We can yeah. even talk about just like political, uh, more practical aspect aside from the biblical. Um, but I think the best way to start, because obviously for for the Christian realm. The question is, does the Bible say that we ought to be supporting Israel right. in today's times? Yeah, I like how you said it at the beginning, too, of, like, it's not that a That the hugely, Holocaust was bad. Well, that, you know, <laughs> that was so well said. Poetic. <laughs> Poetic. Um, I've always told him that he should write his own book. Um, yeah. But I like how you just put it, how the topic itself isn't necessarily debatable, um, or as debated, I guess is a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, most of the conversation I feel like happens within the two sides and honestly like I don't know it ends up coming out in those kind of end times um conversations or in like very you know specific political conversations and stuff is usually when I hear it well yeah it it is an eschatological thing because honestly the the arguments for or even just the debate the debate is based on two principles essentially one is is there like a return of Israel in the end times? Uh, you know, looking at like the hundred forty four thousand and and whatnot um, in Revelation seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Israel is the chosen people of God in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, in the Book of Acts, the church is born. And so, how do we understand that? Does does the church replace Israel? Right. Does the church incorporate Israel? Is the church essentially like a 
I guess, temporary thing until yeah. Israel comes back again at the end times. And so is basically is is Israel being chosen in the Old Testament still in effect today? Right. <clears throat> and then that you know that works out then in in what you believe in eschatology. Mm-hmm. But th- those are the, those that's what is the backbone of these arguments. Is yes, the es- eschatology, and also how do we understand um, you know the Israel and the church? Well, what's just like your like initial like opinion of it before we like really dive into it? We talked about on the last podcast how we're both amillennialists to some degree. A, a key part of amillennialism is that. Israel is there is no like return of Israel, um, and I I fully agree with that with that part of it. I don't I don't see that happening. When you look at the uh, the hundred forty four thousand, I don't think that's a futuristic thing. I think that that's you know describing um, that's 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 right. something people can look up if they yeah. want to get into that. I don't think that that is um, prescribing a future thing. Ephesians two verses eleven through the end of the chapter are talking about one in Christ, right. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And that's one example of of a lot lot in places in Paul where he talks about, you know, being one in Christ. And um, there's another one in... Romans 5, where he talks about that not all who are, um, not all, basically not all who are of Abraham's blood are of Israel. Not all Israel is Israel. And so even within like the chosen Israel, there is a subset of people who are actually chosen for salvation. And again, not to get into like that Calvinism of that, but, um, but so, so with verses like that, I see that the, is that Israel the one that was, is that the one that's the uh, the Romans five one? Is that one that we was talking about the Jews like not being like automatically saved because of their because yes. of their uh, lineage? Basically, I'll try to find that while while you while you talk. But it's uh, um, there's there's plenty of places in in the New Testament. Those are just a couple examples, and I'll find that reference here in a second. Um, where where Paul is essentially talking about that is. Not that Israel is nothing anymore, but that the the church is now God's chosen people. And that includes people of Israel who convert. But because even within the nation of Israel, not all Israelites are God's chosen people, essentially. Mm-hmm. In that same way, because, because even, quote, God's chosen people are not an entire... God's chosen people are the people who are chosen within the chosen nation, essentially. Right. I, I see that as... So that those people are part of the church. The church is the chosen body of Christ. There is no, like, I mean, that's not to say that there's no, like, big return of the Jewish people at some point. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's the case. I mean, obviously, we should all want the, the Jews and anybody to, to come back. I don't see that as part of eschatology. I don't see that as part of a prophetic anything. Right. I, I think that, that Israel being God's chosen people was a time and place. And now those who are born again Christian are part of the church, which is God's chosen people. And Israel is no longer, there, there's not an eschatological purpose for Israel. Um, Cause if that's the point, if that's the purpose, then what is the purpose of the church? Mm. I mean, it, like we're, we're just a temporary quote chosen people or, or what? So what's uh what, where, where yeah. do you fall on, on that? Um, so I follow with that. There is still a plan for Israel. 
I still try to figure out what that exactly entails. I don't know if I'm fully on board. I'm not I'm not on board with the church replacing Israel. But I'll know I think there's something maybe potentially like in the middle. Just when I like look at scripture as a whole, that it's not necessarily like it's like a oh, these are God's chosen people, like, you know, like this hard line thing and like that's the reason that like God has plucked this nation out and is like just holding them over everyone, you know, like to yeah. like that level. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think you're saying it as the church. Yeah, kind of. But like there's this really high spot for Israel still, right? You you're saying that there is. It kind of. I think there's there's a specific arena for Israel. And I say that because there's still like there's still promises that are to be kept. And also, I think what leads me kind of to that is like it wasn't like from you know before adam or at adam it was like israel's going to be my chosen people right it was through abraham and all these things that happened you know if you want to go look at the story go look at it but it was at that point that there was a covenant you know and through the covenant was this promise of a great nation a people you know that basically everything's going to play out through the jewish people and israel why, why can't the church be the fulfillment of part of that promise, but also their, the opposing view as far as like some of the more materialistic side, like the land and stuff, is in, in amillennialism can be understood to be like an eschatological thing where like mm-hmm. the entire earth is given to the chosen people, mm-hmm. you know, in the resurrection. But how, why, why don't you think that that would apply to the church? Because there's very pointed, because there's not only for Israel, but for like many nations, there's many nations that are talked about of, you know, this, it's the cycle of, um, like Israel's not the only nation that's been given a promise to, like there's lots of people, there's lots of, um, situations, especially in the old Testament that the Lord says, I'm going to, I don't know, bring you back to myself, or I'm going to give you this, or, um, because of your unbelief or because of, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, these bad things are going to happen, but I'm going to restore you. You know, like a lot of that type of language. And what I see through Israel is the cycle of the Lord almost using it as like this great example of like showcasing his, like who he is through a nation, not only just through a certain person, but yeah. through a nation as well. And so I see in the Old Testament, this cycle of the Lord blessing, the Lord fulfilling promises um, there's spots in, I'm trying to, have to remember off the top of my head. I think it's Jeremiah. I'm trying to remember. I think it's Jeremiah. There's something in, I think it's Jeremiah where it talks about how like as long as like the moon and the stars and like basically as, as long as the world and the universe exists as it is, like you Israel will be mine. You know, like that type of language. I don't necessarily know if that's like the Lord is like saying I'm going to like use you as the vessel anymore because i do think there is space in the new testament for the church to be a part of what israel is a part of but the israel like israel and the jewish people of themselves i think the lord still has a work to do in them and it's not that the church replaces israel i think it's this unity this this place where the and i think romans 11 especially i think it starts to lay this out especially how paul's how Paul words stuff. I don't like the English for this like argument. I don't like how the like it's translated in English. Like I like it better in like the original. 
like to actually get the meanings behind them but basically like i think the best way i can describe it is like the gentiles i'm switching now to my like new testament like carrying over argument the the gentiles had to be grafted into this new thing which is christianity to this grace that jesus gives to right. like the death of jesus allowed the gentiles to be pulled into that the jews didn't need the saving per se they've always had that they the jew the jewish people needed a repentance the jewish people needed a coming back to jesus and so what i think happens okay. is there's this the whole time i think i think sometimes we get so short-sighted the Old Testament was never about just Israel. Israel right. was supposed to be the light to the nations. Right. And Israel was supposed to be the avenue to which people could come to know Jesus, right? I don't think that, and I don't think that excludes the other nations from being quote unquote saved, you know, as the Jewish people in the Old Testament were. But I think what happens when Jesus comes is, again, that Old Covenant moves away. Israel still has promises to be fulfilled through them. And I think there's an emphasis on the Jewish people as a whole. But then when the Gentiles come in and there's an opportunity for them to have something without Israel specifically, you know, as like a median or like basically you can go straight to Jesus, right? That's the whole point of the gospel. Now the Gentiles have been grafted in to what the Jewish people already had. And so it's not that there's a replacement. It's that there's this movement together now of this is what it was supposed to be like all along but the lord chose israel or however you know you want to put it back when abraham you know yeah they had their thing now there's a movement together which i can i can see how people can say that now the church that's the role of the church but i see as a like an israeli person or a jewish person there is something extra still to be done with them you know and i, th- see, I, I see that even pl- i see that play out through history too like there's like historically there is something about the jewish people that just happens you know there's like there's bad things that happen there's good things that are restored through them isaiah has a lot about um the restoring of nations and like bringing people to him and so i just see too much i think my my big thing is i see too much in scripture that the Jewish people at the very least still have a special place in the Lord's heart and he still has something to do with them specifically rather than I just haven't seen it I haven't seen enough in scripture for you to point anything out to me and say yes the church has replaced Israel because every single thing that I've seen can like I can I could honestly argue the same exact thing for the other way see and I think I think I agree with a lot of what you just said. I don't, I, maybe it's just, uh, you know, the, the type of language. I don't like the use of replacement theology because I don't think that Israel has been replaced. Um, sure. Before I say anything else, the, yeah, the, uh, the reference don't. we were talking about before was, it was Romans 9, uh, 9, 6, and 7. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel and not are not all are children yeah. of Abraham because they are his offspring. Right. So, there's a difference too between a salvation issue and like a playing out of God's plan for the world issue. Does that kind of make sense? Sure. So I'm not sure. arguing. So like in the sense of that the church is the church. Yes. When it comes to the church, that is everybody. That is, there's no special place for the Jews to be into that conversation. There's no extra work that the Gentile has to do. Like everyone has a clean slate at this point. 
The only yeah. thing was at a physical standpoint, the Jewish people had a leg up on everyone because they knew better. And because the Lord had had a special right. anointing over that nation and over those people. Yes. And I do it. This is where I kind of split off from a lot of people who still hold off on the Israel front or they agree with that Israel's, a, you know, they have extra something, whatever you want to call it, that that emphasis is now gone. Like that, that onus to be a part of that royal priesthood is now upon the church. That is, and I think that's scriptural, right? Like specifically right. scriptural, that we are yes, now absolutely. a royal priesthood. However, from a like a legit, like actual, just purely physical, like Jewish people standpoint, that lineage, there is something to play out through them. That's basically where I so, stand. So Galatians 3.29, uh, Paul's talking about, this is where he's talking about, um, you know, there's you know neither male or female everyone's one in jesus and then verse 29 he says and if you are christ's then you are abraham's offspring heirs according to promise so this is the kind of backside of it where it's not Mm -hmm. israel being called the church it's the church being called israel and so i don't i don't like the replacement theology that like that the church replaces israel right but that but that israel is is the chosen people and like like you had said the old testament they're supposed to be the light to the nations new testament You've got this. You've got this new body, mm-hmm. but it's not. A, it's not replacing Israel. It's you've got Israel. You've got Gentiles, and they are made into one body. So it's not like yeah. a. It's not like a replacement per se. It's a. a maybe evolution of so, of yeah. what God's chosen people are, and and so I think because because I when I read when I read the New Testament especially, I don't see really anything that makes me think. Biblically, theologically, that there must be a future purpose for Israel. Now, practically speaking, it blows my mind that like just that Israel's a thing today that the Jewish people like when you look at stuff from 3000 BC, there's not a whole lot of stuff that's still continuing on today, like the Jewish people and even a more or less Jewish nation. Just, I mean, we can debate that about the nation, but you've got the nation of Israel today. And so it's, it's very odd to say like, like they don't seem to go away. Like I mean, we, yeah, yeah. Talk, you know, it started the whole thing off with the Holocaust. Like there's this consistent hatred of Jews throughout all of history. Even like it's even happening in America now. Yeah. Um, you've got stuff like the Holocaust and everything. Like they they try to eradicate the Jews and they just won't go away. Yeah. And so it's on a practical level. There's like hmm, maybe there's maybe there's something there. Right. But when you look at the when I look at the Bible, I don't see anything saying no. They like God has to do something like there or else God is a liar because he prophesied that. I don't see that. I don't see that God. You know, he might. He very well might. Maybe there is a mass coming to him. But when I read the New Testament, when I look at language like that, where it's not just. Israel to the church, but now it's calling the church Israel and making it into, I mean, in that, in that case, the term Israel does not mean Jew. The term Israel does not mean this land. Israel is essentially synonymous with you are God's chosen people. Yeah. In that, in that passage that if, you know, the call it that the church is Israel, if, if you take it that way, that, that you've got this one body that is believers. And that is essentially what, like you said, like the the purpose of Israel is f- somewhat fulfilled in the church. I mean, nothing's fulfilled fully until the resurrection. But that's that's how I see it. Is that we don't that there very well may be a purpose for Israel, and it's again practically speaking, it kind of seems that way. But I don't I don't see anything in the New Testament saying that it must be that way. And I think if it must be that way, I I would have questions as to 
why like why you know the new testament talks about like that, that there's no benefit to being a jew anymore you know paul talks about that he was the the what does he call himself essentially the um, jew of all jews yeah that's not the words but it's basically essentially that, what yeah. he says um in is it in romans or galatians i think i think that's it's, i'm pretty sure it's later on um either he's way talking he's talking to the jewish people though because he's right i remember the context where yeah yeah and he's saying like i am i am the jew of all jews and i consider it crap because right. of jesus yeah and so i don't i don't see any like if if that's the case if there's something special for israel yet then there is something to gain by being a jew at least to some level and i don't see that in the new testament right so the only place that i would argue that is literally one place it's only one place i've ever heard a strong argument for it because everywhere else i would agree with you i'm like okay like basically where i fall i'm like i mean if i'm just going to be if i'm just going to look at the jewish people in history i'm going to say yeah like if i'm going to give my answer right now on a like the the geopolitical side and be like yeah we should to as much as we can align ourselves with israel because it has a tendency to work out for those people however from like a biblical standpoint i actually agree with almost everything you said there um the only thing that i think i would split off from you and say it's almost like what's the best way to say it? it's almost like the jewish people are desired to like be on the front lines of this movement of like telling jesus to the nation still is romans 11 it's 19 through 24 he starts talking about so basically he's talking about how the gentiles are grafted in um and this is coming off of um the remnant of israel the remnant of israel were like the first one he says i asked then has god rejected his people by no means however that can still be like construed as like okay he's still like it's not like he's just casting aside the jewish people he's allowing them into the church you know i've heard that argument too that's fair we can argue that but then basically down at 19 through 24 he's talking about the gentiles specifically this is where i'm like this there's still something there's an emphasis on the jewish people just based off of this for me it says then you will say branches were broken off so that i may be grafted in that is true they were broken off because of their unbelief but you stand fast through faith so do not become proud but fear for if god did not spare the natural branches neither will he spare you note then the kindness and the severity of god i don't even think i need to read the rest of it um but basically he continues like he gets deeper into like the cutting off aspect um and more on a salvation standpoint but the natural branches is referring to what is already there right so like there's already a tree there's already something that's naturally there so the best argument i've heard of and i mean to the i haven't i've dove into this with some some people and i i haven't heard anything disprove it a natural branch is kind of thought of as especially coming off of what he just said in the first half of that chapter and everything that he's been kind of talking about Romans to this point, the natural branches is talking about like that original, like Jewish ideology and like what, like what God had already set in place. So yeah. like in my mind, I'm like, that has to be the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Like that's the only way that he worked. He was working well, through say, the Jewish people before then. I would say the saved people of Israel, not the whole of Israel. Because if well, that well, would be no, no, that would no, be no, the broken no, no, broken off the, ones, uh, the non-saved people. For if God did not did not spare the natural branches, so right? Those who are part of Israel who were not saved, if God didn't save them, right? Which they were still like that's like talked about often, like previously. 
that like the Lord has no problems cutting off like bad branches. Right. But, but as a whole, like the tree itself, like that's still intact. The natural branches that came off of that, that was already what was in there. And now there's a grafting in and like a renewing of like that plant to like make it even better. Like that's literally the grafting in of like the Gentiles. Does that make sense at all? Of what I'm would, saying. So basically, like, there is something that was already there. And now Paul is telling us that, like, we as Gentiles were put into something that was already there. Yes, branches were cut off. Like, and we could still thing, be cut off. I, I agree with that, but I wouldn't say the thing that's already there is Israel. It's essentially but, the the gospel, the the gospel in the Old Testament. But well, then what was it done through though? Like, that's my argument, is like there was only one avenue that that was done through and that was through Israel and the Jewish people. And so something still remains. And if he's talking about us on a personal level being grafted in as branches, those branches that are naturally there are people. It is a the branch, the branches. Yes. But I'm saying the thing that's there, like the, the stump. I mean, that's fair. Sure. Like even, even, even if we were to make that argument, still the natural branches would be what was already there, which was people. Right. right. So, like, for but then me, if you're grafted, if you're grafted in, then you are therefore part of you, that tree. Agreed. But there is something to, like, so th- that's why I'm like the context is huge for what he says, like the emphasis that he, like, you were talking about in chapter nine, and then in verse eleven, there's an emphasis on that. Now, like, I go back to me agreeing with you. That there, like, I do say that there is a possibility that maybe biblically there is it, like, eschatologically, eschatologically, (laughs) however you say that, (laughs) there, like, there might not be a place for, like, Israel may not have as big of a impact or an impact at all scripturally, right? Like, I think that is that's a very real argument because especially with like this like kind of new forming amillennialism and like both of us that we've just been trying to like search through. Like, that is something that you have to kind of grasp of, like, okay, is there a place for, scripturally, for there something to play out through them? However, it's hard for me, it's hard for me to move away from the purpose of a tree that's already there with natural branches on it that are growing and thriving. And for that to just be ignored. Because the whole point is that we are now part of something new and we're working together in it. There's unity in that. But we're also very, like, there's there takes time for us to be grafted into that compared to so, a natural branch. Does that kind of make sense? So, uh, okay, on a side note, uh, it was Philippians three, and it I was pretty close. It's 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 uh, Paul says he's the Hebrew of all Hebrews, so I was pretty close. Like different translation, I'm basically <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> but that was Philippians three. Just to clarify, are you saying that biblically speaking, we have no? Um, we we have no requirement that we ought to support Israel. That it might be good, but it's not like a if you don't support Israel, you are I'm, biblically okay. wrong. So like end times theology wise, if there's not if Israel themselves and the Jewish people don't play an actual like physical role in that, it's still okay for me. Like I look at scripture, it's still I can still sit here and say there's an emphasis on the Jewish people that I feel like I need to align with. So, so in, in essence, like we would agree that the Bible, like we need to support the church in whatever way that means we right. have to serve in the church, whatever we would, we would both say, if you decide you just hate the church and you want nothing to do with it, that's a sin. 
that mm-hmm. the Bible places a ton of emphasis on that. Right. So on a different level, would you make that same argument towards Israel? To a, to an extent, uh, like to a different level, though. Like, see, I would, I, I would, I would, dis- I would disagree with that. I don't think yeah. I don't because again, it's how do you understand Israel to the church, and then does Israel play any role in end times eschatology? N- there's no necessity of a role for them in the end times theology. I would argue you don't need to support them. I think the support the support comes from what the Lord loves. That's where that's what my argument comes from like it is obvious to me in the old testament new testament combined that the lord has still put an emphasis on his people in that essence the church is yes like his body but i don't see anywhere where the jewish people as a whole have been rejected as like god's people does that make sense well, that, but that's what, that's where I do see it is with yeah. with the coming to one of the church. You know, the entire Old Testament is is looking ahead and is a is a. So this is where this is where I really argue. This is where I really like. I think I split really hard on like with what you're arguing here because I like we jump to this like if I don't see anything in scriptural that Israel actually does for us, then there's no point in me supporting. And I'm sitting here with all these promises that have been laid out. Like, I just question it. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no one that has shown me and pulled anything to say, like that Jeremiah one. Like, I think that's probably the biggest one that I've, I've found to be like from the beginning. Like, as long as this universe exists, but here, I'll pull it up. It's probably see, better I, than what, I just pull this Yeah, while you're, up. while you're looking that, while you're looking that up. See, I, when, when you look at, you look at the Old Testament, the entire Old Testament is like looking ahead to Jesus's coming. And then the entire New Testament is basically looking at Jesus's coming, but looking ahead to his second coming. And so I think that that, like, Israel is, is not replaced, but even, even the, uh, the promises given to Israel, given to Abraham, they never possess the whole land. They, all of Israel is never saved. You know, those, those promises are never completely fulfilled in the nation of Israel. And we would both agree that anything that was not fulfilled fully to Old Testament Israel is not going to be fulfilled to, you know, today's Israel, you know, the, it, because there, there's even take this whole debate out of it. Old Testament Israel is not equivalent to today Israel, right? There's a completely different, complete difference there. And so you have to you you have to figure out how does how does that work then? Obviously, we know that prophecy becomes fulfilled. So if they're not if they don't if they never possess the whole land, and God said, "I will give you the land," then how do you how do you reconcile that? If you if you see that the that Israel comes into the church, we have this new one body. They bring with them all of the Old Testament. I don't know righteousness. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. So they they bring the promises with them into the church, and you you go into eschatology, and that's where you can have the full fulfillment because Israel is not replaced by the church. Israel chosen Israel becomes the church, right? Not just chosen the nation, the chosen people of Israel, those who are actually of Abraham, as as we were talking about, become the church, or at least part of the church. They're 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 part of this new body. They bring with those those promises, and then in the resurrection when we have the entire all of the earth and the heavens that promise is then fulfilled because well because 
<laughs> no, and I agree with that. And that's why I'm like, I don't see why that doesn't need to be done through Israel with the church alongside of it. Does that kind of make sense? Like, but there's why no does reason that have to be. See, here's where the debate comes down to, because we we are completely on the same page. I think with yeah, I think it's like ninety percent Jewish people who are ish. saved. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So why? I guess let's just go. With, why? Why does the church or God or whatever need the non-saved Jews? I don't think. I don't even think that's the argument, though. I think that there's like there's a purpose for. There's still something to be said about the pre. Uh, how do we say this? The presently saved Jewish person and the future saved Jewish person to do something like the Lord to work through them in a very specific way to fulfill those promises, right? But you could say that with the same things to some level with Muslims. I mean, you could, but that's not where the promises are. That's not who. That's but not. See, see, that's where we disagree there because I'm saying yeah. those promises aren't there to begin with. So I mean, well, so like. Like, my argument is, like, I'm looking at the promises. Like, like I, I look through the entirety of Scripture, and I see promises littered throughout, you know, for the Jewish people. Like the like this one. So this is the one I think that most Jew, like Jewish people use. Um, but it's like, I think there's, there's a couple more in Jeremiah. There's a couple in Daniel. That's where a lot of the um, pre-millennium people get their arguments from. For Israel's and Daniel, a couple of those verses. Isaiah has a bunch, which a lot of people argue that that's already been done through like the new nation yeah. of Israel, and that's not like used anymore. A lot of people use the original covenant with Abraham and all that stuff. But the Jeremiah thirty-one one is thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day and the fixed order of the moon and stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If his fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. So, like, that's my argument. It's like, yes, it's very, like, there was a beginning to Israel being a chosen people. There's going to be an end to Israel being a chosen people. And I just think that wasn't done at Jesus and the church. And now the church has, like, replaced it. Which, I mean, I know you don't agree with that, but that's, like, the, you know, the extent, the extra extent to the argument. Um, Sure. That the entirety and like the f- actual fulfilled promises come you know after the second coming at the new kingdom when everything's restored that's where i think it happens which is where the more amillennial stuff starts to seep in for me of okay that starts to make sense a little bit more for me because that didn't really make sense for the pre-millennial part because i was still i was still in the arena of like okay i'm not fully on board with like okay anything that israel does we just can't touch and just be like okay do your thing you know, because who knows if the yeah. Lord's got his hand on that. I don't think that's how we're operating right now. I think the the gospel is moving in a certain way. The church is moving, you know, as a whole, not pockets. As a whole, the church, we are moving with that, the global church. However, there is something very specific, I think, whether that's like the work is done through the Jewish person or there is just an extra emphasis on the Lord's provision upon the Jewish people. That's what's there. And that's what I see. Does that kind of make sense? It, it, I mean, yeah, it makes it makes sense. I, I mean, right. I disagree with I mean, you. you have to agree. But I think, well, yeah. Um, this is one of the first ones we've done where we actually don't agree. Oh, this is good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're diving into the Bible a lot more too. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why you're wrong. <laughs> uh, um, but so uh, the purpose of it, of the nation of Israel mm-hmm. is, I mean, to really simplify it, um, the original promise to 
to Abraham, land, seed, blessing. Yep. So land, they obviously get some of the, the land, but they don't get all the land. So that promise has to be fulfilled at some point because they'd never got all the land. Um, seed, that's pretty straightforward. Jesus was here. So we got that done. Um, and blessing. Which look at like let's look at the Old Testament like was Israel really a blessing to the world? Uh, I mean, you can maybe make that argument, but like that'd be a pretty shaky argument to make. But I mean, we could say that about ourselves. Like, have we have been like endowed upon by Jesus as His ambassadors, as His people to go out to the world? Have most believers been like that great? That's where I'm like. That's where I see but the see, nation that's, of that's Israel. That's taking it to an individual level. When, when, like, well, you when still you're talking see about that kingdom in the Old Testament theology, too. But when you're talking about kingdom theology, it, it like it went from that's that's that, that's my point is like it, the blessing, if you like the promise of blessing goes from essentially a nation, and yeah, we can talk about like the the remnant within the nation, but essentially with a nation in the Middle East, you go from that one nation to all of a sudden this is a worldwide thing, and mm. there's no there's no more ties to nation or place or not place, but geography, you know, you, it's, it's a worldwide thing. We, I just talked about how I think the land is a eschatological thing where we finally do have that fulfillment at the resurrection. But again, I, I don't, those bless though, those promises, mm-hmm. they have to transfer to the church or like, or else it doesn't really make sense. Like they not transferred, like again, because like, I don't like the replacement theology, but transfer like brought in to this new body because Okay, well then, so then now. if it if it's not replacement theology, then this is just coming to my head. So I'm kind of formulating the question as I go. If it's not replacement theology, then Israel has to have something to do with that, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> so if like if it's not complete, if it's not complete replacement theology, then Israel would still, in that mindset, still have to have some sort of role, correct? No, because replacement theology means like you've got you've got you got this over here and we're just gonna get rid of that and put this here instead it's like you got this here and we're gonna bring it into this doesn't work when we're when you're listening i just remember <laughs> that this is an audio podcast <laughs> but it's <laughs> i felt like that was pretty good on video and that was yeah that does not help hey, audio. this is when but we can go to youtube now <laughs> It's it's not it's not a replacement of the thing. It's a transformation of the thing. Kind of honestly, like we are, you know, from like sinner, like when we when we are, you know, John John five twenty four, you know, crossing over from life to death. We are this new creation, and it's not that, you know, ta- Paul talks about the you know the old self dying and you put on the new man. It's not literally that you are replaced. It's that the, you are transformed and like there is like an internal change. But you are still you, and so the 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 chosen people of Israel are transformed from this chose part, like part of this chosen nation, and put transformed into this new body that includes Gentiles as well. So they're no longer a chosen, they're no longer chosen because of their heritage. They're chosen because of their faith. As are the Gentiles, and you've got this one new unit that's not replacing Israel. It's creating something new. It's transforming. It it's it's kind of a consummation of what the purpose of Israel was. Like okay, so like I don't I don't agree with that either because if you're gonna be like the whole point of us being tra- like transformed 
we're something like we're something completely new in Jesus, right? But we, I, I meant like we, like what? Like sal- who, salvifically, yes, absolutely. Yes, salvifically, yes. But you are still. But there's you. Yes, that's where the like the Jewish person part. Okay, so maybe okay. Is that how you're answering your question then? So that the Jewish person is still themselves in that context though so like you're not getting rid of the the jewishness i don't like using it like that (laughs) you're not getting rid of like the jew as a part of that core you're going right back to the i know this is bad this is bad i'm trying really hard it's it's not working (laughs) no i'm saying i'm saying that 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 the 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 body the chosen body of israel because again not all Israel is Israel. We established. So you're 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 taking you're you're transforming the chosen Jew into the chosen Christian. So it's still, you know, it's I was gonna I was gonna use a, a what's a stereotypical Jewish name? I don't even know. You take Netanyahu. <laughs> no, but you you take um. It's it's essentially it's a transformation of what chosen is, kind of because there's suddenly this, this Gentile aspect to it, and so the the chosen Israelites are still chosen, but they're part of this new chosen entity. Okay, so yeah, so I that's where I differ. Also, is that it's the Gentile that's a part of the new chosen identity? It's a it's a renewal of what the Jewish people already had. There was no, there was no different. There's no, there's the God is not different. Like what, like the way he might lay it out, it's a little bit different, but the faith, the God, everything that they have always known, it's, that's still the same. Like there's nothing that's right. changed about that. And so well, now you're on the, you're on the, you're on the new covenant now. So there is, there's a change, there's but it is very slight. It's like, a continuation. Instead of having to go to the tabernacle to, you know, kill a lamb every year, now you have the perfect sacrifice that you can go straight right. to. That's what changed. And now it's eternal. But that was all that was all that the new covenant is the fulfillment of the old, which is what Correct. they already had. Right? So they already right, have like so, this whole so the line, purpose, this whole the it's not of like Israel the new, is thus fulfilled then too. So then as he's so this back in eleven, twenty five. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this, this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. That's being said in the, yeah, that's being said in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, in the same chapter that Paul is talking about has God rejected his people. So when I look at that, I see that as, again, whether this is end times like related or not, like whether they have a role or not, at the very, very least, God still has a work to do in the Jewish people. See, but I, I read that as pertaining to that time, that generation, not a 2000 year hardening. I would still that is, very, that is a valid interpretation. I would, st- I, I, I would still read. very, I would still very much argue that just from a, like, again, going back to like a physical, like just look at the world standpoint, like even, okay, okay but, here, but let's look, jump into, hang on, where, where was that? Where Romans was that 11. Twenty-five. And you were just all about Romans eleven today, aren't you? I know. It's just because I'm too lazy <laughs> to jump around anywhere else. <laughs> See, because what? Well, that what you with what you just said, I don't understand how that would really make sense outside of the immediate time frame. Because 
Um, a partial hardening has come upon Israel, like you just said, until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Which I don't know what that means, but right, but like there's there's I mean, but can, and the, in this way, all I mean, Israel it's will be saved. They literally subtitle that the mystery of Israel's salvation. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. For us to think that uh, this podcast is going to answer this question, um, because. <laughs> Because so when when you look at just verse twenty five, right, a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. A partial hardening upon Israel, I don't see really helping today. It makes sense in that day. Imagine the Gentiles partial, in. but imagine the partial hardenings that happened throughout like just biblical history. I mean, some of them were ages, like ages and ages, sure, and like generations that, passing. That, that makes sense in that time frame. The hardness of Israel brings in the Gentiles because they are rejecting their Messiah. Right. And like there's a that that. But there's never been a point in history since then that there's been a huge Jewish revival. There's never been a huge point in time that the Jews have all of a sudden become like the main like emphasis for the church It has always been the Gentiles to that point. So that's why I'm like, okay, that's another one of those promises that hasn't been fulfilled. And that's not even an Old Testament promise. That's a New Testament promise. Various interpreters have claimed that all Israel, in verse 26, is speaking of either, one, the salvation of the church, right. both Jews and Gentiles throughout history, two, the saving of a remnant of Jews throughout history, or three, the salvation of an end-time generation of the Jewish people in the future. Right. Um, I've heard, like, Holocaust come up, like, that was the deliverance. I've heard the new nation, and, like, with the new nation, like, Israel becoming a nation, like, I've heard that whole thing. That's a very amillennial viewpoint. For like the the Holocaust, World War Two, and the new uh, the new nation all being a part of like Israel being saved, but yeah, and, and like again, like every you know for controversial stuff like this, every there's always going to be scripture that is hard to answer, and like I would have to really study into this to f- see yeah. how you would explain this away because again, face like just face value, that's right. I, I think that backs up that backs up your view, but. All this going back to should we support Israel? Mm-hmm. Israel today is a country, right? It's a sovereign nation made up of Jews and Muslims mainly. Right. Yep. And so it's you're, if you're supporting the nation of Israel, you are not. Right. You, it's not synonymous to saying you support the Jews, even if so it I was. Would, like, just look through. Like, you, you just look at the Bible. Like, the prophets were told to condemn Israel. You know, like yeah. within certain contexts when. Just like any other government or any other, you know, sovereign peoples goes outside the bounds of what the Lord, outside the bounds of the Lord, they are, it's free game to, you know, for, I don't know, not, not that we do condemnation, but for, like, non-support, I guess. Like, even it was, like, two weeks ago, I think, the um, Kness, yeah, the Knesset, like, two members... Yeah like put forward like some of the higher members put forward like a bill to outlaw like sharing the gospel so it's like okay like that's obviously very anti-biblical you know so and that's yep. that's the parliament <laughs> of israel is saying that yep. we don't want jesus which is well, i mean two people in it or two people in it yeah but i mean that's a very it's a very um uh outside of like the messianic jews is a very atheistic culture anyway so i don't think half half of israel doesn't even care about it anyway the other quarter that are messy that are um uh you know orthodox jew are extremely orthodox jews so they're going to hate everything christian and then the other quarter you know you right. might within that you're going to find a sprinkle of you know christians messianic christians whatever else you know 
Catholics, you know, whatever it is. And so you had a very, very thin amount of people in Israel right now that are even believers. And so, and then you add in the whole Palestinian and Muslim issue, like, obviously Israel has not handled a lot of those situations well, you know? Um, yeah. And so, like, just be, I don't know, that's a pet peeve of mine that all these, like, conservative American Christians go over and it's like, oh my gosh, we're in the Holy Land, like, this is amazing, and then it's like, oh, we in Israel are one, and it's like, just from a... I mean, talking from a military standpoint, freaking Israelis hate us, and they're kind of a pain. So, like, <laughs> I don't know why we keep supporting them so hard. Like, they just keep... But at the same time, from my viewpoint, there is something to say about the Jewish people, and a li- there, I, I, I have not seen something... Like, as you were saying, it's like, I can't, I can't pick apart verse 25 and argue against it, at least at this point. Like, I'm down to, and I'm willing to, if that's, like, if that's where the truth is. But I haven't seen enough in Scripture to tell me that there is not something for Israel and the Jewish people. And so, I mean, I'm going to continue to support in that way for the people themselves and for the entity that is the Jewish person, because that so far has not been disproven in my mind. So why would I, if it's not, if I haven't been able to disprove that, you know, like, why would I not support to what I should, what I feel like that is biblically probably correct, you know? Right. Well, here's 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 my long answer then to this whole question is, um, should we support them biblically? I regardless of what we believe, if you believe like like I do that the purpose of Israel has been, you know, the purpose of Israel was fulfilled as the old covenant was fulfilled, whether it's you where you're kind of in that middle ish ground, whether you're full on like there is a, a huge revival coming in Israel and everybody's going to be saved regardless of where you're at on that. God doesn't need our support on hmm. on the nation of israel obviously we support the jewish person because right. we support people but as far as like <laughs> yeah. the nation of israel goes like god doesn't need our support to to for right. his ways to be i mean obviously how many battles it. did israel lost lose in the old testament and they were still a people uh, up until the yeah. time of jesus and then there's the ransacking of jerusalem in 80 hmm. 70 there's the freaking holocaust and the jewish people are still here god does not need our support for his for his will to be done um Good way to put it. On on a practical level, even I think we I, both biblically and and um, and, both biblically and practically, the Jewish people are not the church. We are. I, I think the the New Testament is pretty clear yeah. on what we are to do for the gospel, and yeah. that is everything. I don't. Regardless of your view on on Israel and the Jewish people, I see that nowhere in the New Testament. And so I think we ought to to judge the nation of Israel and the Jewish people as a whole, as we would any other nation. When they are doing good, we support that. When they are doing bad, we do not support that. If the time comes where the right decision, you know, just straight up hypothetically, is for us to bomb Jerusalem, I'm not going to say, no, we should not do that because God has a plan for the Jewish people. Hmm. How many times in the Old Testament was God's plan for the Jewish people to be destroyed? Like, yeah. uh, the you. Granted, <laughs> granted, it was Assyrians and Babylonians who were pretty horrific, and Romans who were pretty horrific nations. But still, uh, your point made. <laughs> right, but like that's something. Like if 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 they are becoming so evil that it is the you know for however that would work out that we should bomb them to say that we shouldn't because there's a plan for Israel, I think is a, is, is an ignorant argument because God's will is going to be done. And if, if, if they need to be bombed, somebody will do it. You know, it, 
you can sit there and say that it shouldn't be us and maybe it won't be us and maybe it's the next guy. But I don't see anything in the Bible that says we must support Israel, that we must support the Jewish people as a as a conglomerate. I just don't see it. And so I think we should judge them. Israel does a lot of things good. Israel does a lot of things bad. Right now, they are literally, there's like a million people striking right now because uh, of Netanyahu trying to change stuff with the Supreme yeah. Court. I have, I don't really, well, I mean, I have opinions on it, but I have no opinion because the, there's Jewish people involved. I'm going to judge that how I judge geopolitics. So I, I just, I don't see, regardless of how you view anything, I don't, I don't see how, and I don't see why the nation of Israel has to even exist coming to the end times. Mm-hmm. Jews are going to exist till the end times. I mean, it's impossible in today's, you know, you're going to have Jewish people somewhere, but I don't like, there's nothing in my mind that says the nation of Israel has to stick around until the end times. That's my view. Yeah. I'd agree up until being the aggressor. That one I would, I'd be hesitant. Well, I'm just on. saying that. Hypothetical. Cause I don't know. Cause I don't know. Like, yeah, in a hypothetical yeah. situation, I don't know. Like let's, let's put Israel and into the place of like China right now. Yeah, because there's difference. There's the a difference aggressors. between yeah. There's a difference between not supporting, and like, like if that hypothetical situation came up, potentially, maybe. I mean, if they're that evil, um, and then, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I would, I would, I would argue personally. I could probably make a couple arguments for at least Israel as a whole is probably around, especially given what they've been through, and like now maybe. that all of a sudden, you know, so like. That'd just be my but also, argument, but there's a lot of Muslims there. There's nothing to say that they that Israel stays Jewish. Yeah, the nation of Israel could become a Muslim nation. We have no idea, and then and then you do have the potential. <laughs> yeah, then you really do. Yeah, maybe. We, yeah, it's like <laughs> never mind. <laughs> We're getting very hypotheticals now. Yep, yep. So I, I mean, we can make that, a whole that, new Left Behind series based off of our. Oh views. my word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word well, i hope that that uh this might be have to be a good... might be have to be a one part one part two on this one. Oh my word well i mean this was obviously a longer one and we didn't plan for that to happen but i mean i think that that was worthwhile to to go into our yeah. our theologies and it was good to have a one where we finally really disagree um, i know it's been a while but, but yet still agree in the end that's pretty fun i know that was uh, yeah every <laughs> single time it's always the that's how it always has been little little differences in the middle and then usually find the same conclusion but but i know that there's people out there that disagree and we'd love to hear your comments and if you want to tell us why you're wrong go right ahead we'll uh we can we can even respond to to anything but we love to hear the questions keep them coming and uh hopefully that this hopefully this was a helpful helpful episode uh, for you at least past the intro oh my gosh yeah all right we'll catch you next time shabbat shalom Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 